Tonight, I would like to share with you a passage found in Philippians chapter 2, a very familiar passage, which everyone is well acquainted with, I'm sure, by now. That is Philippians chapter 2. We'll take verse 1 on to verse 11. Shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word? Philippians chapter 2 and verse 1. If, capital I, capital F, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each, uh, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not everyone on his own things, but everyone... Also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself, or took upon him, the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being fashioned or being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And being and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts. Shall we look to God in a word of prayer as we send our thoughts on the subject let us have harmony in the church. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us in the past year. In spite of the challenges that we face. Now dear Lord, as we face new challenges this year, we ask that you be with us continually. And that you spare us from the wrath of this pandemic. Oh God, please deliver us from evil. And may you bless us as we seek to serve you to the best of our ability. And Lord, that your blessings will be upon this church. And every member, and that each brother, each sister will strive for excellence. And oh God, that we'll see souls saved. As we have a a revival, a harvest of souls. The backsliders will be restored to fellowship. 
Christians would be drawn into a closer relationship with you. No God that lost souls may be saved. His mercies we ask to Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Let us have harmony in the church. In the early believers and in the early stages of the church, the believers were, as we are told, were in one accord. And as a result, great things happen. They prayed with great faith. They had great power. They enjoyed great fellowship. And as a result, they experienced great growth and success. Growth that is hard to imagine. In one day, 5,000 people were saved and baptized and added to the church. Wouldn't you like to see that happen again? It can. But for it to happen, the church has to be in one accord. Togetherness. Striving together. The Apostle Paul challenged the church in Philippi to be of one accord. Look again at verses 1 and 2. And I'm surprised that he didn't put here at the top of it. And start with the word brethren. So I'm going to add it. Brethren. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ. Brethren. If there be any comfort of love. Brothers and sisters. If there be any fellowship in the spirit. And again. If. Any bowels of mercies. Please. Brothers and sisters. Fulfill ye my joy. That ye be like minded. Having the same love. Being of one accord. Of one mind. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. Last year. We had relatively good success here at Shiloh. In spite of what happened. However. Last year is behind us. And we cannot live on the success of last year. All that ham and turkey and mutton and thing that you had last year is behind you. It can't work for this week. And I was saying like Jim Benton, you know, hey, let's eat up all this ham and turkey and so we don't see it again. <laughs> enough is enough. 
Yesterday I tell my wife, listen, please get me a piece of fish. And let me get some banana and spinach and okra. Enough pork and turkey and thing. <clears throat> and all this potato salad and all this macaroni pie and all this. Time to wash it down with some okra. You know the okra, get it out of your system real nice. Green banana. Some pink salmon. If we should take this admonition seriously, we could have a better year than we had last year. I will not take the time to chronicle any of the success we have had last year because you know what we had. I marveled at in a pandemic, we could have such success. Without the pandemic, shouldn't we have better success? But do you know this church, early church, did strive better in the time of persecution? And guess what? When there was no persecution, you know what they did? They fight among themselves. If you don't believe me, look at 1 Corinthians. I will not take the time to do that. You look at 1 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 1 chapter 3 because there was no persecution they were fighting among themselves and so perhaps perhaps I'm just saying perhaps perhaps this pandemic was good for us last year well anyway Lord we have had enough of that please put it behind us we could have success without this pandemic right I believe that Shiloh is in a very good position to take off this year. But if we are not careful. We could destroy it. And so we are going to have to be. Very careful. And very briefly. I know some of you think that I can't be brief. But I am going to show you that I can be brief tonight. It's a pity brother Barrett is not here. But um, you know. <laughs> we are just going to look here at. Three, three reasons. You see how short I'm going to be? No ten points and no seven points and thing. Just three reasons. Three ways how we could have harmony in the church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. These are not my words. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said, brethren here, if you're going to have Good success and harmony in the church and see souls saved. Number one, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse three, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Whether one of the things that could tear a church up is strife. Some of you who were here in Shiloh knew the struggles that. Shiloh went through back in 2004-2006 and for like two years Satan almost tore this church up through some brethren who were hell bent on strife but God be thanked that we were able to overcome that brethren we don't ever want to see that again Listen, 
if God didn't deliver us from that strife, we could have never built this sanctuary. Couldn't happen. And that was, that is exactly what Satan was trying to prevent. And I know it. I was told by some that this sanctuary is not necessary. I tell you, if we did not build this sanctuary, and we take that money, and we fed poor people, you know, poor people, you know what we would have had? No sanctuary in a set of poor people. There are times when you just have to do what God wants you to do and forget about poor people. Poor people have been there from the beginning and they'll be here till Jesus comes. The poor you will have with you sometimes, eh? Always. But I think sometimes you got to put the poor behind you and do what you got to do. Because some people like to be poor. And there is no one thing that you can do about them. Give them a plate of food. And you know, probably they're, they're good. But you cannot let strife and vain glory prevent you from doing what God wants. Number two. Is your fast moving? Let each esteem other better than themselves. Still in verse three. How is this possible? But I think there are times when we have to think about others and not ourselves only. Think a little less of self sometimes. And be careful not to hurt others' feelings and not to turn others away from Christ. We got to be thinking about others and we just can't be always thinking of ourselves. We got to think about lost souls. If we think about ourselves only and continually, how are we going to reach out to those who are without Christ? We have to sacrifice a little of our time. We have to sacrifice perhaps a little of our money. Whatever it would take to win the lost. Win the lost at any cost. You remember what the early church did. How that they sold their possession and distributed it to the needs of others. Those who were in need. I could imagine the early apostles. The apostles because the apostles spent their time, their time in ministry. Therefore the brethren made sure that their needs were taken care of. And everybody's needs were taken care of because those who were well off provided for them. These days you have a set of greedy people. And all they think about is making another dollar, another dollar, and another dollar. But they're going to have to realize they have to go leave it. They are going to leave it here. They're not going to take it with them. And number three, finally, I know you thought I would not be brief. Let the mind which was in Christ be in you. How are we going to have, what is our subject? How to have harmony in the church. Let's have harmony in the church. Working together. Striving together. 
for the good of the gospel. Let this mind be in you, which was in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then he gave uh, verse 6 to 11 uh, what the mind of Christ is. And so, what was the mind of Christ? Brethren, the mind of Christ was a humble mind. The mind of Christ, if you have it, it will make you humble. Proud and cocky people do not have the mind of Christ. Some people are proud about what I don't know. And they look down at you and look at you with scorn. And like, do you know who I am? No, who are you? proud about. Brethren, if you want to be proud of something, be proud about the salvation of Jesus Christ which he gave to you. You do not bring it about yourself. God be thanked that no one could buy salvation. If salvation was a thing that money could buy, guess what? The rich would live. And the poor will die. But God be thanked. We are on a level playing field. And everybody has to come to the foot of the cross. Nobody could go at the head of the cross. You have to come to the foot of the cross. And bow yourself down. As Jesus Christ bowed himself down. He says here. Being found in fashion as a man. Humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Why? Why? Why would Jesus Christ come in the form of a man? Why didn't Jesus Christ come as a superman or a king? Chose to humble himself and be born of a woman. What humility. And then number two, not only that, the mind of Christ make you humble, but the mind of Christ will make you kind. The kindness of Christ that he would come and die in your place and die in my place. Brethren, if we are kind and we reach out to people and help those who need help. No, not everybody needs financial help. Some people do need financial help, honestly. Some people need a hands up. You reach out in kindness. And no matter how little you have, there are others who have little, little, littler than you. Lord, please forgive me and excuse that expression. But the correct word, they have less than you have. No matter who you think you, how poor you think you are. And brethren, let me tell you something. Here in Nevis, we are not really poor. Here in Sinkers and Nevis, we are well off. But greed has become the order of the day. People just gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, 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 gimme. And they're never satisfied. When you're going to start to give to someone? 
And I'm very happy. I don't want to use the word proud because I can't be talking about uh, being humble and talking about being proud. But I'm very happy and I'm thankful to God for the generosity of the people of Shiloh overall. There might be one or two who are not, but generally, Shiloh has been one of generosity. And it tells by our mission program in that our mission program over the years has always taken first place. And we don't let mortgage and vehicle payment and the rest of it and utilities prevent us from reaching out to our brothers and sisters in other places. And as you have seen in recent times, that our mission program has exploded and grown beyond measure. And as a result, God has blessed us. And that's something that we can be happy about. But brethren, we have to do more of it. And we have to keep doing it. And what we have done last year and in the past is in the past. And we are now in the present. And we keep looking forward to the future. And so the mind of Christ will make us kind. And then number three, the mind of Christ will make us selfless. That we will think a little less of ourselves and be careful not to hurt others. Be careful what we say. Be careful what we do. Because sometimes we say things and it may not come out exactly as we want it to and a person might get it you know, in the wrong way. It never hurt to say, I'm sorry. But then sometimes you could say, listen, I never meant it that way. I never meant it that way. I'm sorry. And if you hurt a person, listen, rise to the occasion and say, listen, I'm sorry. And try to be careful with your words. Words don't break any bones, but hearts they do. Right, okay? Stick and stone can break my bones, but words can do me no harm. Nothing tall goes so. Words hurt. Words sometimes drive people crazy. Seriously. Mentally ill. Because of something somebody said. Words tear family apart. Brethren, none of us can say that we never hurt anybody by word. Listen, I've said some things that sometimes I do regret that I say certain things. But it's in the past. And there's nothing that I can do about it other than say, I'm truly sorry that I did that and try to improve and not to cause it and not to do it over and over and over and over. And you try to improve on your speech and try to improve the way in which you deal with people so that you do not hurt anybody and drive them away from the church. People are looking at us. They are admiring. And if we are close to God and we are of one accord, people are going to see it. If there is division among us, people are going to see it. 
People are scrutinizing the church. There are people out there who want to come. But certain things they see and certain things they hear, they don't want to. People tell me this. Right, Miss Ms. Maynard? That they don't want to come because of what is going to be said. I say, I know that they do that. I say, listen, at Shiloh, no, we don't do that. You say, uh-huh, you think so? Well, I don't know what they're talking about. So, I probably may not be able to see it, but people are watching. So, therefore, let us improve on our actions and our words and our attitude and our behavior, and we can turn this world upside down. We may not be able to turn the world upside down, but we could do St. Kitts and Nevis. Amen? Amen? This is free, and this is not a part of this message. Brother Dean, I have a deal, and I want you to join me. I want to build a bridge between St. Kitts and Nevis so that we could have, we could minister to the people of St. Kitts and Nevis and people could even walk across the bridge and come to church or they could drive across and people who in Nevis want to drive across to St. Kitts or walk across to St. Kitts and they don't have to wait on any boat and if the weather is bad that they can't travel because the weather is bad, the boats are not running but let, at least we could drive across the bridge. And so I'm working on something. And when I become the prime minister, if you make me the prime minister, one of my first projects is to build that bridge. Well, I think it's a little too late now. But anyway, um, <laughs> and so that we could turn Senkets and Nevis upside down. Amen. 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 How are we going to have harmony in the church? Number one. Let nothing be done through strife and vain glory. Number two, let each other esteem better than themselves. And number three, finally, let this mind which was in Christ Jesus be in you. What is the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ will make you humble. The mind of Christ will make you kind. The mind of Christ will make you selfless. A humble mind. A caring church. Will be a united church. And people will see it. And they will want to be a part of us. A united church. Will be an effective church. Effective in ministry. This is our purpose. Winning the lost for Christ. And that we can fill every pew in this church. And that we have to expand these walls and get a bigger church. There is land all over. We could move from here. But until we have fulfilled our purpose here and fill each pew and probably have two services, we'll just have to stick with it. But brethren, listen. All that it takes is each one win one. Each one, bring one. Since you have been a believer in Christ, since you have been born again, is there one person in Shiloh that you could point to and say, I help to bring this person to this church? Seriously. When you stand before the Lord, and you stand there empty-handed, and he asks you, what did you do with the talents that I gave to you, what will you say to him? 
For the unsaved man, he will have to answer, what did you do with the man called Christ? For the child of God, you will have to answer, what did you do with the talents that were given to you? Please don't tell him that you buried them. Every one of us, every one of you, brothers and sisters, brethren, you have talents. You are capable of winning a soul to Christ. Have you made any effort? Did you make any effort this past year? Hey, don't tell me anything about Corona and social distancing. I understand they had carnival in St. Kitts. I understand they have all kinds of things all over the place. And so, don't let anybody tell you, well, you can't talk to me because... No, no, no. Nevis people over there, right? And so, brethren, let us get busy. And seriously, please, give it some serious consideration. With all the talents that you have, have you influenced anybody? Do you see anybody here in Shiloh that you have influenced for Jesus Christ? If you cannot point to someone and say that I had a part in bringing that person to Christ, you need to get busy. You're wasting your talent. You're wasting your time. In a little while, we are going to be out of here. I hope that it is this year. I hope that it is this year. If not, we'll just have to keep going on and keep praying. Even so, Lord, please come quickly. Lord, I beg you, come and take us out of this world. But perhaps the Lord is saying, there is more work to be done. There's some souls to be won. And maybe that's why the Lord has not come as yet. Would you purpose in your heart that this year, you're going to make a greater effort in winning someone to Christ. But first, before you could bring people into this church, we have to have harmony in the church.